0: This is The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can the world. We can the world. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining in on the show today, The Sue Freeze Show. And I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful to be on the show with you. And I'm so glad that you dialed in and you're in here with me because I just want to tell you that, uh, you know, the Lord loves you. And I am so happy because sometimes I don't feel him. I don't feel him. And I'm like going, where are you, Lord, right now? So let me tell you a little story. And this is getting into the subject matter of today's topic. I'm getting ready in the morning. You know, we all have our routines, right? We all have our routines of what we do. And what I've said in the past is that what you do every day is a habit. And what you do every day does create the life that you are living And so if you want something different to happen, you're going to have to change some of the habits. Now, that's not part of the program today, but it is a really good life lesson. And maybe it is part of it, because maybe you need to change this other thing that we're going to talk about right now. So I'm in the morning. I get my coffee. You know, most of us have coffee or tea in the morning. And then I have two little dogs that depend on me to take them outside to do their duty. And when I'm getting them ready, I put their little collars on, and then I put their leashes on. And this morning, I was thinking to myself, which leash do I use for which dog? Because I just got new leashes. And I'm thinking, all right. So I had to think about this. And I'm like, I have one dog that's, we're not sure how old. But let's say she's like 12 years old. She's very manageable. She's very, uh, she adheres to the rules. She knows what makes mommy happy. She knows what doesn't make mommy happy. And she abides. She's pretty good about doing the right thing. So she gets the longer leash. And when I was thinking about this, my little puppy, my year-and-a-half little old Yorkie, uh, he's not so manageable, and I have to pay close attention to him. I have to pull in the rein. I have to keep him close because he doesn't abide by the rules. He doesn't know the rules, or he doesn't want to, you know, abide by the rules. So he gets the short leash. And that's the whole subject matter of today, and we can apply this whole subject or lesson To many different aspects of our lives. So I'm putting the leashes on and I'm going outside, and and it's just, it became very apparent to me of how many areas we choose who is going to have the short leash and who do we allow to have the long leash. And if you're wondering if you're on a short or a long leash, you'd have to ask yourself the question, why is that, right? So that is the lesson of today, and it's kind of Broad, But it's it's very interesting how something as simple as walking your dog can give you a life lesson. So I'm going to get into the show today. And uh, here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Help me to have discernment, Lord. Help me do what you want me to do on this show. Those that are given little get more. And they do well with what they are given. If it's little, then they are given more from you. And that is the lesson of today, is that if you're given more, it means you've done and been faithful with little. So here we go. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything. I just thank you and praise your holy name. So here's the question. If you want more, you must be faithful in little. So ask yourself the question, are you being faithful in little? Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. This is Luke 1610. Many are on a career path, but few seem to be on a character path. All too frequently, who we are is discarded upon the altar of ambition. That's a really good one right there. Okay, so we'll talk about the business world. We'll talk about who we are and what we do and how we make our decisions day to day. And should we be giving our ambition more credence than our character And the answer is really, quite frankly, no. Our character has to come first. Are you trusted by your friends? Are you reliable? Can others count on you? Do you want to know how to be an original in a culture of copycats? Do you want to be a part of a vanishing breed in today's generation? Those are really good questions. Are you thinking about it? I know I am. If so, then become a person who is faithful. You know, a person who follows through, one whom others can count on, whether things are rough or smooth. His word is good on the little stuff, as well as the mammoth gargantuan tasks. He's the kind of person who promises to call and does so on time. He says he'll do it and he does it or she does it. Exactly like you asked it to be done. So is that you? Do you do things when you say you're going to do them? And do you do them exactly like you said you would? Those are really good questions. And wouldn't that go along with those that are given little and do well with little get more? Think about it in your personal life right now. Just think about it. You have friends. You have family members. Are all of them equal in your trust-faithful factor? Are they? Or is there certain people in your house or in your family or your friends, your circle of friends, that you know no matter what, you can depend on them to follow through, to be a person of their word? And then ask yourself, what kind of person are you? Are you one of them? Are you the one that someone else would discard to say, you know what, I cannot rely on that person. I can't, I can't depend on on that person and whether this is in your personal life your ministry life business life no matter what area who are you really who are you and what are you be- perceived as are they in alignment being faithful with little I sense in our society a growing feeling of entitlement such as, I deserve a promotion without the process. I deserve the position, prestige, and responsibility without having to pay the price and to be faithful today. Many are on a career path, but few seem to be on a character path. All too frequently, who we are is discarded upon the altar of ambition. Today, our oatmeal is ready to eat in 60 seconds. Our prescription lenses are ready to be picked up in 60 minutes and our house can be built in 60 days. We are a culture that is used to get to getting what we want instantly. We aren't used to working patiently or waiting on anything, even a hamburger. You can have it your way. Jesus taught, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a little thing is unrighteous also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous riches, who will entrust their true riches to you? Luke sixteen eleven. This opens up a whole nother thing. I was having a conversation with someone actually this morning. And we were talking about money and having issues with our finances and how it can just get so out of control so quickly. You know, we we have credit cards and, oh, shoot, I don't have enough money, but I'll just put it on my credit card. I'll take care of it later. And then we we have that mindset. And yet later, the, the paying it off or doing it, it seems to not ever come. And therefore, we get deeper and deeper in debt. And Jesus is saying is that we have to be faithful with little. So if you don't make a lot of money, then you've got to, you know, delay gratification. You need to say, do I really need that cup of coffee today? Do I really need to go out and do this today? Or could I go to the grocery store and buy something for $5 or less to eat? And actually, it's probably healthier than what you would eat when you go outside and go to a restaurant. So we have to be faithful with little in order for the Lord to see that we're faithful a little, and then he gives us more. But you know what happens is that, let's say somebody comes to me and they need a loan because they're upside down, all right? And this has happened in in my workplace. And, uh, you know, I help them it's the same people that keep coming. And so am I really doing them a favor? And think about your own family members and your own people that you're in circle with. And are we really doing them a favor? Because you know you can put a Band-Aid on the problem, the immediate situation, but have we underlined the real problem? And have we helped these friends, family, loved ones, to help them get out and, and change their habit and their behavior and maybe their character so that they can be better with the little things. And then they'll be looked at differently and they'll be able to handle more. So we have to ask ourselves that question are we really helping or not? You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And thank you, San Diegans on K Praise. Thank you, Venturians on The Word. Thank you, KUHL, up in Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo area. And there's other stations, too, that have joined in and are part of this program. And I'm so grateful. I mean, if somebody would have said this to me many years ago, nine years ago, that I would have a radio show and that I would be helping and hopefully encouraging and inspiring others, um, I, I would like to say yes, I would be doing it. But on this platform, I don't know if I would have said that that would be true. But it is, and it has been, and it's been a great thing. And what I see about that is that the Lord saw that I was faithful. The Lord saw that I could handle little. So he has given me more. And I don't take that lightly. I think it's a big responsibility to be on the air and talking to you. Uh, I don't take that lightly. It's, it's, It's a heavy load. And I always want to make sure that I'm in alignment with the Lord and his word. But I also want to be real. I want to be real because I want people to understand that, you know, people think, oh, she's got it all together. What does she have to worry about and whatnot? And I'm like, you are so far from the truth there because I don't. I am learning. It's a journey, a life journey. We're on this together. And God isn't through with me yet. And he's not through with you yet. And that's a good thing. And, you know, I fall short. We all do. But the thing is, the difference is, is that there was a time a long time ago where I would beat myself up over that verbally. And I would say that I wasn't worthy or that I didn't I didn't deserve anything else and I I don't belong. And, And those are lies from the devil because we all are loved by him. He sent his only son to die in our place and to take the burden of our sin so that we can live a complete and full life. Does it mean everything's going to be roses, you know, happy and happy, happy, happy? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means that we have our Heavenly Father to be there with us and that he sees us through. And I have to tell you that if I told you some of the stories, which I do share, uh, about how the Lord has been there for me, even in my toughest times where I just felt like, wow, I don't know how I'm going to endure this. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. But he comes through and not always the way that we think he's going to come through but he comes through and the lessons are so wonderful. So what we want today is the much more without the very little. We want the tip without the toil, the gain without the grind, the sweets without the sweat, the prize without the pain, and the perks without the perseverance. Today, duty, diligence, hard work, and attention to details are a rare commodity in any endeavor, whether it be at home, at work, or at church? Could it be that we are chasing after the wrong thing? Do we want to have it our way regardless of what it costs us? Could it be that faithfulness at home is shredded by the pursuit or just one more dollar at work? Tough decisions need to be made to change the history and the story of your home life, your work life, your life. Changes might need to be made. Do an assessment. That's what this show's about. Assess your situation. Nobody's judging. Nobody's pointing fingers. We're just saying that if you have any issues that need addressed, you know, look in the mirror. You know where you're at. You know where your life is. Is it where you want it? Could it be better? Yes, it could be better. Mine could be better and mine's great, but it also could be better and I can be better. I can be better. You can be better. And we need to look for how do we do that? We've become a sloppy generation with all kinds of cover-ups for the unfaithful. Like, it just fell through the cracks. Some today seem to have a pretty broad measurement of cracks. Or, I just forgot. Are you sure the deadline was yesterday? My favorite is, not really, but my favorite is, I didn't have time. Better stated, other priorities were chosen before your thing got done. See, we have to prioritize, don't we? I struggle with being faithful in little, too. Confession may be good for the soul, but it's bad for the reputation. Some things to consider. Are you ready? You might be asking, I agree with you, but how do I know if I am viewed as a faithful person by others? Perhaps the following questions would be good for you to consider. Do others constantly have to remind you to get things done? Hmm. Do you habitually forget to follow through? What does your word mean to you? Is it a premium seal that seal- secures the deal, or is it a flimsy wrapper that can be taken off and thrown away with ease? Do you return your phone calls? We just had this conversation in our staff meeting. With, you know, on Monday uh, we talked about the call list, and you know, are we returning our calls because they need to be called back? Customers need to be called back. Friends and family, of course. If we say, hey, can I call you later? Call later. (laughs) Do it. Do your children believe you when you promise to do something with them? If you promise you'll be home, do you call if you're going to be late? Deadlines are missed occasionally. Things do derail as unexpectedly. A call or a note that the deadline is going to be missed places value on the other person's expectation and lets them know you are responsible and can be trusted. You know, we talked about that from a customer standpoint. Customer takes a time to make an appointment. They stay home from work to get the service done. If we're gonna be late, it's our responsibility to call them and let them know we're gonna be late, right? That's just something we should do. Maybe you are faithful, a cut above the herd, but I'll bet you work near others who could use a double dose of faithfulness. You've got a name attached to that right now, a face. What if suddenly we had a dramatic rash of people falling all over one another, trying to be faithful in the little things in their work? That'd be a really great day, wouldn't it? Do you think excellence would be a a mere myth? What would happen in our homes if there was an epidemic of husbands and wives infected with being faithful in the little things in their relationship with each other? their children and their parents what if we really did do what we promised one another what would happen to the next generation if we trained our children to be faithful in little as well as to be intelligent and athletic are we raising a generation of children that will embrace selfish pursuits or faithfulness If they don't learn to be faithful from you, then what kind of leaders, workers, husbands and wives and fathers and mothers will they make or will you make? And if you don't teach them, who will? Are we going to rely on the teachers, the church, to teach these things to our children? I think not. Our children learn from us, both verbal and nonverbal. Our actions speak louder than our words. And what do you think would be the impact of Christians on society if they replaced faithfulness and obedience toward God in the place of compromise and unfaithfulness? Perhaps salt would become truly salt again. But our values are all fouled up and sticky with the things the world values. Do we admire the man who is successful or faithful? Do we give awards for production or for trustworthiness? Are moms honored for slugging it out in the trenches and raising a family? Or do we sling a little dirt on the occupation by always talking about the woman, the women who are making it big time in the business world? That's a tragedy. The biggest responsibility there is, is being a mom. I just really, really, truly moms out there. Thank you. Thank you for being moms. Thank you for devoting your life to your children and for them to grow up uh, with good character and being a person of their word. Thank you for that, moms. Since Jesus said that the much more depended upon our faithfulness, then why not join a growing number of Christians who are giving faithfulness the standing ovation it deserves? How about cheering your family members on? for a faithful act that was performed when no one was apparently watching. Your husband, who was honest in preparing your income tax returns. A mother who was faithfully taking the time to rear the next generation. So much of her work is unseen and unappreciated by others. How about a child who tells the truth instead of lying, even though the consequences could be painful? How do you view the details as picky things to be ignored or that get in your way or as a stepping stone to receiving the true riches of the kingdom? Value, character, faithfulness. How important are those to you? And how do we reward those that show those? See, I just took a mental note. And just recently in the workplace, you know, we have been, uh, we track, we have tracking devices on our trucks and we have been tracking idle Uh, how long a person idles, uh, heavy braking, uh, acceleration. And now what we're doing is we're looking for those that don't have any of those. And we're bringing those to the forefront and in the light as being the kind of drivers that we're wanting to emulate. We want them to be seen and to be the stars. Instead of rewarding or talking about the problem areas, let's talk about who is doing it right and what they're doing right. Do you want much more than do the little faithfully? Chuck Swindoll says, It's never too late to start doing what is right. I like that. How about you? Seven ways God will evaluate your faithfulness. And this is by Pastor Rick Warren. I just adore him. He's just awesome. Pastors and leaders, I'm going to give you, this is from him, a sneak peek at your final exam. You're going to stand before God one day and he's going to evaluate your faithfulness. He's going to look at eight different aspects of your life to judge your faithfulness, and you should be highly interested in developing these areas of your life in leadership. If you had a piece of paper and a pen in front of you, could you right now write down what the eight things are? Okay, I'll give them to you, are you ready? Number one, do you possess the right values? A faithful person knows what's important in life and what isn't important in life. A faithful person knows how to invest his or her life. A faithful person makes his or her life count. A faithful person knows the significant part apart from the trivial. Proverbs 28:20 says, A faithful man will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. This verse contrasts faithfulness with a desire to get rich quick. He's not talking about making money. He's saying that what we have to realize is there is more to life than just the accumulation of things. You can't take it with you. That's my words, not Rick's. The Bible says we're to live like fish swimming upstream in a very materialistic world. Faithfulness is proven by our refusal to buy into the system that says the almighty buck is the number one thing in life. Faithfulness is often proven by choosing a simplified lifestyle to allow more time for ministry. Side note, Sue's notes, is that you don't get a second chance to make a first good impression. That came to my mind. And secondly, as significance is in how many people we can share the gospel with and help people, you know, understand his love. So we are going to go to break. And I uh, just want you to come back after the break. All right? And be with me. Stay tuned to The Sue Freeze Show. Thanks. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from E. Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at E. I understand why E. is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. As a special tribute to all the wonderful moms, now through the end of May, we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house. A termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Fries, the owner of Ecola Termite Services.
0: And Sue, cola is California's leading termite and pest control company.
1: This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh.
0: Ecola will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family-friendly methods like microwave, electro gun, and the Ecola heat process that kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tanning.
1: I love that. Call us at 1-877-332-BUGS, 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $100 off. Ecola. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about E.C.O.L.A.'s
0: lifetime renewable warranty. 1-877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. The pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much, E.C.O.L.A. Services. Termite and pest. If you have any issues, please give us a call and we'll be happy to take care of you. And for uh, E.C.O.L.A. for sponsoring this show, I am forever grateful. Listen, if you want to sponsor this show, I welcome you to go to Sue Fries, spelled like fries one word, dot com. Go there, connect with me, would you? Tell me what is going on with you if you want to sponsor and you're not sure how to go about that. Um, if you're a new business, if you're a new advertiser for radio, I can help you with all of that. And here's the good news is that I'm really inexpensive to start out with and then what you can do is if it works for you and it doesn't matter if you're in san diego orange county inland empire uh, la ventura or santa maria san luis obispo any one of those or a accumulation of many of those i can help you then what we can do is see if it's working for you and if it's working for you then then you'll reach out to my rep or another rep and uh, they can help you with going on other shows and then we can build from there and I've been advertising a long time and I can tell you that uh, I'm here to help you because I've been through the school of hard knocks of advertising. There are pros, there are cons, but just knowing how to play the game is really, really important. And this is another aspect where you can uh, take a little and do well with little by starting with me and then if it goes well for you and you've learned all these things, then you can stretch it out and get more out of your pennies, your dollars. And that would be good for both of us. I would just appreciate it. And I would love it if you would reach out to me. I would love that. And on a personal note, if you have any idea, if you have any constructive criticism to the way I deliver or I say one word too many times because I'm always thinking about that, if there's something that I can do that would make this easier to listen to and, uh, you know, just help people not just listen. Because, you know, the real breakthrough is not in listening. We can have all the knowledge in the world. But if we don't apply it, if we don't say the pain's worth the gain, and right now I have to change a habit that I've been doing and I know it's not giving me the results I want, if we don't make that shift in our brain, in our habits, then we're never going to get the results that we're wanting. And I don't like the word never. But you have to decide if the pain is worth the gain. And if you're not happy in some area of your life, if the, if an area of your life needs attention, focus on that. All right. God's OK with that. Focus on the area in which you need to focus and whatever that is. And if it's something like being a person of your word or taking care of the little things, um, those are easy to fix. Any of these things are can be. Easy, not all things are easy to fix because we 've been doing them probably a long time, but if we shine the light on the issue and identify the problem and then say, "Okay, what can I do to change this, and that 's going to affect it like this that 's a wonderful thing. so um, contact me and tell me that that meant something to you <laughs> if it did you know give me give me the results. I want to hear you know, how this has affected you, because it really helps me too, because I'm called to encourage and inspire, but you know, it's sure nice to get that back too, and I don't ask for that much, uh, but I really would like to hear from you, so connect with me, would you? How do you do that? Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com. Go there and just connect with me. Tell me what you want to tell me. All right? Thank you for that. So number two, if you've got your pen and paper ready, do you care for the interest's of others do you truly care about other people do you care about how they feel what they think do you care the second way God is going to judge our faithfulness is our relationships to other people do we care about the relationships of others and not just our own relationships faithfulness swims against the stream of contemporary culture which says what's in it for me what are my needs, my ambitions, my desires, my goals, my hurts, my values, my profit, my benefit? But like God says, faithfulness is proven by our others' directedness and by giving our life away, by looking at others rather than concentrating on ourselves. Putting the other person first, Sue's words. Putting the other person first. To me, that's the definition of love, the outwardly Uh, example of action is putting that other person before ourselves number three do you live with integrity before an unbelieving world not always easy but who said it had to be easy in other words a mark of faithfulness is the kind of testimony you have with unbelievers the Bible teaches that a pastor is to be above reproach in the community and to have a good reputation Not with believers, but with unbelievers. When God evaluates your faithfulness, he won't be looking at your communication skills. But he will be examining the way in which you walked before those who are outside the faith. Hmm. Remember that. Do you keep your promises? When God evaluates your faithfulness, he's going to look at all the promises you made. Proverbs 20, 25 says, It is a trap to dedicate something rashly and only later consider your vow. It's easier to get into debt than to get out of debt. That's making a promise to pay. It's easier to get into relationship than out of a relationship. It's easier to fill up your schedule than it is to fulfill your schedule. The Bible is saying that faithfulness is a matter of if you say it, you do it. You keep your promises. The number one cause of resentment is unfulfilled Promises. At Ecola, we talk about that expectations being clear that everybody understands the expectations. Whether you're hiring somebody and they understand what the expectations of them is, but also what our expectations, what we have, our expectations, their expectations, and they have to meet in the middle somewhere, to where everybody's in the know, everybody understands this is what's required of both parties. Do you develop your God-given gifts? There's a tremendous emphasis in the Bible on using the gifts and the talents God has given you. God has made an investment in your life and he expects a return on it. He expects a return on it. First Peter 4:10 says, each should use whatever spiritual gift he has received to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in its various forms. Notice it says, if you don't use your spiritual gift, People are getting cheated. Faithfulness is based on what we do with what we have. It's what we do with what we have. Number six, do you obey God's commands? In 1 Samuel 2.35, God says, I will raise up a faithful priest who will serve me and do whatever I tell him to do. God defines faithfulness as obedience to the commands of Christ. We can be skilled leaders and communicators, but disobedience disqualifies us from being seen as faithful as God defines it. This is basic, but it's essential. Now, as an owner of a company, I'm looking at this. This is Sue talking now, not Rick Warren. And I'm looking at this is that, how important is faithfulness in my environment, in my company? How important is it that the owner of the company can trust their employees? pretty important, isn't it? So if a trust is broken for whatever reason, if a employee shows unfaithfulness, what does an owner do about that? Little different than personally, if you have family members or friends that you find that are unfaithful. And I would say that the closer a relationship is to you, the more damage that can occur. You know, our hearts are are very um, sensitive. <laughs> they can get hurt very easily. They can get bruised, they can get stabbed, they can get cut, and our hearts bleed. You know, they process blood, so we bleed when we, our heart is hurting. It's not, it's a visual, but it's, it's so true. So the closer a relationship is to us, the more damage or pain that that unfaithfulness can cause. So does that mean keep everybody at bay? Does that mean is that what that means? Because I have friends like that that just keep everybody so distant that there is no closeness because of their protecting. They've got the wall up and they're protecting themselves because they don't want to get hurt. But then there's that saying, this wasn't part of my show, but it's here because someone's needing to hear this and maybe it's you. But there's this, this saying that says it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved before or ever. Never have loved. And I'm going to have to agree with that. I'm going to have to say that because I've had broken hearts and I've got a really good show that people have really connected with me on as far as uh, how to mend a broken heart. Uh, But also I have people that have never experienced that intimate, true love that only comes from sticking it out and being close and getting through tough times and wonderful times together. There's people that have never experienced that kind of love. And if I had a choice between one or the other, I would definitely choose heartbreak, you know, because I got to experience the other. I would definitely choose that over not ever experiencing it before. And my heart breaks for people listening right now that have not had that. But, you know, life isn't over yet. The good news is is that it could still come and it will come. You know, it's up to us. We We need to look for it and be open to it and not just shut ourselves down. There was a specific individual I'm talking to right now that I know and love. So uh, you're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so thankful to be with you today. And I know that there's a lot of people that are listening to this. And here's my advice from Sue Freeze to you and from the Lord to you is that he wants you to have a life change, a heart change. He wants a personal relationship with you. That's him. He's talking, and he wants a personal relationship with you. For me, I, I'm hoping that I haven't wasted time here to spend an hour, three hours actually, today, and that no one is going to just you know listen, but they're going to take what I'm saying here and make a life change, to do something different, to become a person of more character, a person of faithfulness, a person that can be trusted, A person that follows through with their word and their promises. This is what the Lord wants for us. And our life will be better if we can do what the Lord's telling us to do. Life is better. It doesn't mean it's great. It doesn't mean that it's always happy. But it means that it's better. It kind of changes things from decision making to kind of black and white. And if we stay on that straight and narrow, it makes life different and better. Because we don't have to you know, beyond the fence. We don't have to think and think and think and, you know, have this turmoil about what should I do? It, it's, it's a lot easier. So number seven, do you pass on what you learn? Oh, funny. Uh The Bible talks a lot about the transferring process of multiplication. You're to give what you learn to faithful men, and those faithful men are to give it to others, and so on, and so on. None of us... Would be here today if there hadn't been faithful men and women in the last two thousand years of the church. We're leading today because some faithful men and women took the time to write down the scriptures, and to others preserved the scriptures, and others translated the scriptures. We're here because of the testimony of faithful people. If God teaches you a spiritual truth, and you're learning a spiritual truth, it's your duty, your duty to pass it on to others. So the question is, how do I become faithful? Galatians 5.22.23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. It's one of the nine fruits. When the Holy Spirit lives in my life, I will demonstrate faithfulness. How do you know when you're filled with the Spirit? What is the test? Some kind of emotional experience? Question mark. Not necessarily. You can have an emotional experience and not be filled with the Spirit. What is the test? The fruit is the test. How do I demonstrate that I'm filled with the Spirit? I demonstrate it when I'm faithful to the responsibilities that God has given me. Isn't that good? It's pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty simple. I've said in the past, and I'll say it again. Uh, you are who you are. I mean, who you are when no one is looking is who you really are. I love that. Because I've seen people turn on when people are around, and I've also seen them when they're alone, which is me and them or I might be in the, you know, another section of a building and I can hear things being said that are different than what that person might represent in public. And I just find that really sad. And so that's where I came. I, I, I just really believe in that um, who you are when no one's looking is who you really are. So I asked Lydia, my assistant who helps me with this show, I asked her to pull up wise. Having or showing experience, knowledge and good judgment. Proverbs seventeen twenty four. a discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. So are you a discerning person? Do you keep wisdom in view? Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. I am your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern these great people of yours. As a leader... And we're all leaders in some way because somebody's always watching us. So as a leader, we are required to be right and wrong, to look for avenues and areas in which there's right and wrong. And what we do in that is really vital to the, the future of whatever it is we're leading. We have to choose right from wrong. And we have to encourage and demand Right from wrong. And I have a really big decision to make today. And by, by just going through this, it's helped me so much feel that uh, the decision I have to make because somebody chose wrong, that the impact is going to be glaring to those that have been on the fence or maybe have thought about extra money and doing the wrong thing. Uh, you know, So it's going to really be interesting today when I leave here and I go back to my workplace and follow through with what I have to follow through with. And by being on the show today, it's helped me and it's giving me the strength to know that Sue Freeze is doing the right thing and that the message that I'm going to deliver is gonna impact people, I'm hoping, in such a positive way moving forward that it's gonna change a lot of things uh, that, that are impacted by the leadership of Sufri's. And so I feel good about that. And it's not an easy issue. It's not a, a wonderful situation that I'm looking forward to. But it is something that I'm looking forward to in the sense of the outcome down the road. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. So I'm going to read today out of Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence, Sarah Young. Everyone tells me, oh my gosh, I love that book. Thank you for sharing that book. And uh, so today I'm going to read from today and I hadn't opened this up other than to put the marker on the date I'm on I haven't read this so we're going to hear this together some of you have probably already read it this morning I wait because I want to read it with you on the air and it's so neat because it, it's just amazing how God shows up and I don't know if you are aware in your day-to-day walk your minute by minute how many times God shows up in your day-to-day and we have to ask him you know to show us and help us To be the light in the darkness. Help us be a blessing to those we come in contact with. And thank him for everything that he has done, even the good and the bad things that we are going through. He tells us to be thankful in all things, good and bad. I am the light of the world. Men crawl through their lives cursing the darkness, but all the while I'm shining brightly. I desire each of my followers to be a light bearer. The Holy Spirit who lives in you can shine from your face, making me visible to people around you. Ask my spirit to live through you as you wind your way through this day. Hold my hand in joyful trust. Trust, I love that word, trust. For I never leave your side. The light of my presence is shining upon you. Brighten up the world by reflecting who I am. So be the light in the darkness. That's what he's saying is is understand his love for you and... Be joyful in that. So John 8, 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And what came to me while I read that right then is that the right is the light. Is that when we do the right thing, that we are sharing the light. And wrong is darkness. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 14, 16. Two more. And we who will unveil faces, all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness and ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.18 God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am. And that brings me up to the I am's. Go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. The second title uh, on there, if you push the button, it has uh, the new I am's. And that's a whole program that can help you. Uh, you know, in the Bible, it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how you renew your mind is by filling it with the things that God says about you and who you are. Because sometimes we forget or we never knew who we are in him. So that gives you a chance to do that. I also have a free I am three page page. Uh, that you can print out at your leisure and you can read. And I recommend that you read it at least once, usually in the morning and at night before you go to bed. So your brain is focused on those I am. So you're putting in the good report. You're putting in what God says about you. You know, things like this, like I am victorious because God says the battle has won. He already fought it. So we are victorious. The victory is ours. So when we're going through tough times and we're not feeling victorious right now, we just have to keep telling ourselves and then things will follow. And we just have to understand who we are in Christ, and he will design the path. And we need to trust him with all our heart and, he, and lean not on our understanding because our understanding is this big, and his is this big. And so we just need to understand that he's got us. Sometimes I know, I know, I haven't felt like he had me either. And then down the road, I realized he really did. He just didn't reveal himself in the manner in which I was wanting him to. But that didn't mean he wasn't there. And his timing is the best timing. Because I'm impatient. I admit it. I'm impatient. But he just has his own timing. And his timing is the right timing for me and for you. So go to suefreeze.com. Pull down the IMs so that you can read them in the morning and at night. And let your brain just keep working on those while you're sleeping. And it's a wonderful thing. Don't go to bed angry and go to bed with as peaceful uh, thought process as you can so that your dreams can reveal to you too. You know, our dreams reveal to us a lot of different things. And there's some people that I want to thank that have been in my life and they have shown me to be faithful and to the truth and uh, just that your word is your word. And those people, you know who you are. And I'm just so grateful, so thankful for you. You've impacted my life so much that I just want to share that with others so that others can be impacted. And we're called to encourage and lift each other up. So are you doing that? What end are you on right now? Are you on the lifting up stage or are you I need lifted up stage? Because we have ebbs and flows in our lives and that's okay. It's okay to not be on our game at the moment, that we always have to understand that life is a journey. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. Share this show. God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. termites, rats and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-B U G S. Ecola, powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their 2-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS